Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Six O Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Brady. I'm old and sad, and I'm bad at football. These are the other people. What up, Jordan? UGA's the champs. Um, I feel like something's a little different about this podcast. Do you know what it is? Not that Tom Brady's a, a guest, but feels like we have somebody else. Feels like we have somebody else. Ah, I'm back. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. The return. The yes. return of the Friend God. Of the, pod. the return. David the man that Stephen A has said has outdebated him on numerous occasions. When was that? A couple times he said it. Well, is that, 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 is, is that really like that impressive? Oh, you tried to do it. Oh, bitch, I will. <laughs> okay, then. Um, <laughs> Get us started, Jordan. What are we talking about today? Um, we're talking about the same stuff as always. Um, see the two, but same stuff. Um, crazy week in the college football world. Um, we can start out with, let's start out with a good old SEC matchup, Ole Miss-Kentucky. Ole Miss survives. Kentucky kind of choked. They, uh, well, they had that touchdown take the lead, but the guy wasn't set. And then they ended up fumbling. Ole Miss gets the ball, wins the game. So basically, I want to ask, Ole Miss is in the top 10 now. Are they for real? David, I guess we go. Define for real because – Okay, are they they a threat to Alabama? If you define – that's where you get a tough. I think they're the biggest threat of the teams in their division. Like, I think – I think I kind of class them in there with Tennessee. They're basically Alabama's Tennessee right now. And they have been for years. The team that keeps it close. Second, they're not going to, they're probably Tennessee, not going to win it. If he keeps it close. Well, like in prior years, they're what I think Tennessee. Yeah, do they keep it? What? Uh, they think they're the number two team in their division. Is basically, okay, what basically what I'm saying. Oh, Tennessee is what Ole Miss was to Alabama. The team that can keep it close, keep the game close, have a chance at the upset. They're not going to win the division. They're not going to make the ship, but they have a chance of getting that one win. I do believe that. Same with Tennessee against Georgia, the way Georgia's been playing to get off topic. Both those teams, they have a shot. Those will be the best games they play out of the division divisional games. But will they make it to the ship? That's tough. Interesting. Walker, any uh, any threat with Ole Miss? You think they could uh, beat Bama or get to like SEC championship or anything? Or yeah, I mean, I I feel about the same way as David does. I think if there was a shot, they have you know the best shot of the rest of the bunch, kind of similar to Tennessee. And then yeah, I wanted you to define what you consider a threat. I meant like if they were like like could are they a playoff contender? I'm I'm saying. I that. mean whoever wins the sec championship is in so so can they do that's it the thing. I, could i see Ole miss in tennessee beating alabama and georgia yes but will does that mean they're not going to lose to somebody else they shouldn't lose to and end up not making the playoff probably interesting interesting they're just not as consistent as they have the talent to I'm, compete with those two teams they're not i'm, as not, I'm not even sure i can go that far yet with saying if Ole Miss is like a threat to Alabama or anything, I'm not ready to say that yet, to be honest. Like, right. ooh, I was, I was overhearing myself. That was weird. Um, yeah, I don't, 
I mean, personally, I, I'm not ready to say that yet. But it is at Ole Miss. Bama does go to Ole Miss. That's this year. that's what I'm saying. And Ole Miss has always been a team, other than when Lane Kiffin says get the popcorn ready. They've always been a team that can keep it close no matter where they play in Tuscaloosa in the they're Grove. Probably, they're probably and, and and at the Grove, you don't think that's going to be popping? The fans are going to be throwing hands in the in the crowd, going crazy. Do you see all the fraternity kids throwing hands? Yeah, that's oh. what I was referencing. <laughs> yeah. each other. The Grove yeah. was insane. You don't think that they woke? I heard six a.m. They were already out tailgating, Old Miss style six hours and now they've got Alabama to deal with that too that's not going to be a noon game so they're going to have even longer to tailgate it's going to be it's going to they got a chance but are they consistent enough to be a playoff team I don't know yeah I'm not ready to say that um we can just skirt it to big 12 action kind of just the big 12 in general Oklahoma got their tits kicked in by TCU Kansas five and oh and I think didn't Baylor beat uh Oklahoma State no, Oklahoma State won. So Oklahoma State beat Baylor. Oh, revenge. Revenge game. Yeah, yeah they got revenge. Yeah. Uh, what's the take on the Big 12? Also, is the Pac-12 better than them? I mean, what, what, God, what an awful question. <laughs> I mean, are they? I mean, seriously. No, I mean, the Big 12's better than they've been in prior years, but is part of that because Oklahoma is worse? Yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, so. it's probably a little more balanced, but like, I mean, if, if Lincoln Riley doesn't leave, I think Oklahoma is blowing every team out that they played so far. And we're talking about the big 12. It's not that good, but I mean, I think Oklahoma state's got a decent team, but it feels like every year they've got a team that's right there that loses a close one. So I just feel like the big 12 is like a mid off every year. It is exactly. particularly honest, but a fun fact, this, uh, this upcoming week, there's like, what, like four, Four Big 12 games. I think it was all the Big 12 games is ranked versus ranked, and then the one unranked game is Texas-Oklahoma. Huh. Isn't that kind of funny? That is kind of crazy. What's your take on the, the on the wild, the Big 12? Does uh, Kansas have a chance, Walker? Kansas have a chance to win the whole thing? Win the Big 12. I mean, I feel like they wouldn't be Kansas without something bad happening, but maybe they've changed. Who knows? But my, my thought process is they're, they're going to collapse down the road. They might end up going like they might lose the next five, you know what I mean? And then they will be five, five and no one will be talking about them. So I don't yeah, know. They're QB. I think they're pretty solid right now though. Yeah. Their QB is great, but mm -hmm. I don't know if they can win the big 12. I agree. I don't know either. But they could definitely get, like, eight wins. I mean, they got five right now, right? Yeah, I think they end up with a winning record for sure. Well, oh, that'd be tragic. Five, yeah. yeah, I'd say that Oklahoma State-Baylor um, game, I guess it's still the two top Big 12 teams um, going to the championship. But I feel like it's kind of Oklahoma State's to lose, I guess, right now. Because that, that's just, like, such a far-ahead advantage. Everybody else is, like, kind of mid um but we'll see with that um i'm going like rapid fire here um alabama arkansas it's bama uh, back are they back like everyone well everyone said they were sus in the beginning of the year and then they go 
I mean, Arkansas had a little bit of a run. I was about but... to say, there there was a point in that game, maybe even in the fourth quarter, where Arkansas was only, like, down three, right? And then yeah, Alabama kind of – went in by 23, so. Yeah, they, they piled it on in, at the very end. But um, I don't know. I don't think Alabama was ever gone. I, think... I mean, everybody, yeah. everybody was calling them out after the Texas game, and now everybody's loving on them again. Uh, I mean, I think it's for Bama standards, I guess. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of fair. I think Bama has seemed to struggle on the road just a little bit. And um, I don't know. I think Arkansas is pretty good, but they've probably been overhyped a little bit because they've had close games with good teams that they've ended up losing a lot of the time. Not a lot of the time, but they beat Cincy. I don't know. I feel like it's pretty fair on both sides. David. I mean, it was definitely a statement game for Alabama, especially when Bryce Young gets hurt. You're thinking, oh, Arkansas's got a shot. But to be fair, I mean, they didn't pass for a single yard in the fourth quarter. And Did they Don, yeah, with like, their, I they didn't, I'm pretty sure they ran for like 240 and didn't pass for a single yard. So how much is that Alabama? I mean, Nick Saban, obviously, great strategy. He had a plan if Bryce Young ever got hurt, what they were doing. But Arkansas, you got to know, all they're going to do is run the ball, and they scored 23. Yeah, and then, then Gaff ends up having, like, two 80-yard touchdowns. Yeah, so, I mean, Alabama, big game. Exactly what they needed to do. You got to feel confident now as a Bama fan. Their defense looked, uh, at, at times, leaky, but – at times turnovers that's that's what wins it looks like they're going to win them games this year so i mean or it's a little bit of both i mean what that's the type of game i would have liked georgia to have against a better team like if they weren't playing missouri i would have been okay with a georgia win like that obviously better than what they did but then again you still saw problems in alabama and you still saw major problems in arkansas from that a&m game to this game this they're still having similar issues so a lot of the times, I just wanted to point out, because I've kind of felt the same way about Georgia-Missouri, because we we ran the ball really well in the second half and in, like, the fourth quarter to close out the game, right? And it makes me wonder if, is the reason why we were able to run the ball so well, was it because any kind of scheme was different, or do you think it was just because the other team was gassed? Because when you look at a team like Missouri, you know, their starters are probably solid, and then, like, who do they have as backups? Like, they can't rotate like Georgia does. By the time you get to the fourth quarter, you know, you can just kind of pound it down their throat, which, I don't know, just something, I, something I'm thinking about. Do you think Alabama was able to run so well at the end just because, you know, Arkansas is gassed and they have well, more depth? Yeah, to chime in on that, I think it's a combination of both its strategy and depth and talent. I mean, when, when Georgia goes in the halftime, they see the film, they make the adjustments, all the coordinators get down there, they get better scheme. And on top of that, we can rotate four deep and probably be better than them. So I think with Alabama, when their backup quarterback came in, they said, OK, all we can do is run the ball. But they have a better scheme to run the ball on Arkansas. They knew what they were doing the whole time if that situation were to come. But also part of it was the fourth quarter. The defense had been on the field for, if I had to guess, 
25 minutes of the or 35 minutes of the game i think alabama had higher time of possession so yeah oh yeah they they had to because arkansas had a little run in like the second half or whatever where they got that onside and Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad snap by Bama on that punt and whatever. But Arkansas or Alabama also had two big runs, so who knows? Arkansas's offense could have been on the field longer, but and they're and maybe Arkansas's defense is just worse. But you had to think how much they were getting run on in the second half. It had to be scheme and eventually just outwearing them. Yeah, you think they deserve to be number one? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think so too. Well, once you look at Georgia with the Sanford game on top of this, then you say, okay, drop them down. If these yeah, two games didn't happen back to back, a little ahead of yourself there. Patience. I know. I was about I was about to jump into next. Uh, Mississippi State literally fucked Texas A and M in the ass. Whoa! Put it lightly. This is a family friendly podcast. Well, the kids need to learn. That's how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> the kids watched it too <laughs> what the hell is going on with texas a&m is jimbo gonna get fired or something because you know all the a&m fans are going ham right now literally somebody said on fine bomb today they said what's cheaper <laughs> getting a hitman or paying a 95 million dollar buyout <laughs> a hitman Ooh. on that i'm a hitman <laughs> with fine but bomb. That, uh, but the thing is, the hitman is on the guy that has the $95 million buyout, so it's going to be more expensive. Maybe. Why do you know so much about hitmen, David? I'm just thinking. The, va- <laughs> the value's on the person. It's like he's a more expensive guy. You got to think. <laughs> well, either but way. But I digress. Do we, do we have, like, any, like, is Jimbo the move, basically, with Texas A&M? Is he going to do, like, anything? Like, he's not going to get fired this year, obviously, but, like, it, it, it's like it's what's kind of going on with that you think they're gonna end up firing him sooner or later or like or is he gonna get it together a and m's gonna be with that top class and whatnot are they gonna get it together not this honestly, year but in the future i like, honestly feel like A&M looking? i feel like sec's competitive you know and i feel like they'd give them the benefit of the doubt even though it is getting to the point where you're like if your recruiting classes are like this, you should be performing better. I really think it would take some, you know, it would take another very embarrassing loss, I feel like, for them to can him. Yeah. Well, on that topic, they play Alabama this week. Yeah. Exactly. I, I meant, like, they, they need to, lo- like, I feel like you'd have to lose to, like, UMass or something, and then they'd be like, okay, you're gone. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the season's already going downhill you get crushed by Bama, then maybe it goes even more downhill. I think we're asking the question one week too early because then you've got the beef with Bama on top of that from everything this offseason. So you know AM's already motivated. So if they got crushed, if they get run out the building I mean, 49 24 to point nothing, dogs right now, 24 and a half. Yeah, if they get run out the building 49 to nothing, are they at home or is Alabama? It, it then, it's in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I, well, I, so that's a little I wanted to say them a little bit of credit, but still. I think yeah. the questions. I think the questions start in a few days from now. If they but get crushed, I, which they probably will, but everyone's expecting them to get crushed, so they're kind of like ahead. But it's of also schedule. the B factor of it. I was gonna say, if, don't you think if, it's interesting? It's on the Bama side because they're fucking. Don't, don't you think it's interesting that this game, like preseason, had a like a million circles around it? They were like, "This is like this is the game that's gonna decide," and here we are. Yeah. Hey, so. you never know. You never know. Where's yeah, David? I think – I definitely think that seat's getting warm for Jimbo. 
I mean, let's be honest. What has he done? I mean, other than that COVID year, which do we even count that? How much do we count that? They were ranked fifth. They just missed the playoffs. But they probably didn't really deserve it anyways. But, like, what has he done? He's done absolutely nothing. And then you go lose to App State. He probably should have lost to Arkansas. But then you go get killed by Mississippi State. You got Bama coming up, which isn't going to be good. And the rest of their schedule probably ain't too easy either. It's 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 looking a little sus over there. I mean, they're based it's it basically from what I've noticed this year is that people are making fun of them as they did with Georgia before they won the Natty, but like times a hundred because they haven't done shit. At least we got to like a national championship before yeah. that, and we were like on the crisps of the playoffs, like basically every year and stuff. We were so close. How close is AM? They're going eight and four every year. It's crazy. No, I, like I he, agree with you, you know, completely. you know, Jimbo has the same record as Kevin Sumlin through yep. however many games it's been. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it was special, and I think I've met. I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod or if I mentioned this off pod, but before I've mentioned, I'm like, they're paying him so much money. I mean, that that clock goes a little faster with you know being trash and paying every recruit a million dollars and everything you still can't do nothing with it or even like get on the trajectory of doing well i mean i think it's fair to call them out right now they won't fire him yet but maybe next year if they suck side note saying something off pod it's gonna be my new term what (laughs) oh maybe i said it off pod that's gonna be my new term (laughs) Hey, we, we do have some conversations off pod, me and Jordan. Yeah. And then there are other times where we are about to have a conversation and we're like, ooh, save it for the pod. This is going to be juicy. All right. Um, let's see. Okay, two more games. Clemson, take care of the business of NC State, 30 to 20, but it was a garbage time touchdown by NC State at the end. Um, basically, my question, DJ, Ugo, Fuga, Wuga looked pretty brilliant again is clemson in the elite category with bama georgia ohio state after kind of just seeing dj kind of pop off like are you ready to put him in that tier or here's here's how i would rationalize it i would say before there was at the at the end of last season at the start of this season i would say the top tier was literally just bama and georgia and then there was the next tier below right if you would ask me right this second, I don't think there's anyone in that A plus tier. I think there's five ish teams in the A minus tier. And I think it's Georgia, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and who else? I forget. Someone. USC. Maybe. Again. But still, I think I think it's not that. I guess I'm trying to say it's not that I think Clemson jumped back into the top tier. I think Georgia and Verma moved down one tier, and now they're all on so the you're, same So line. you're saying they're in the same tier, though, as kind of both teams. At, as of right now, what do I – like, how could I say they're not? I mean, Georgia and Bama have both been a little sus. David? More so than usual. I mean, Walker said – took the words out of my mouth on that one to be honest I would have said the exact same thing going into it there was there was a tier a and then a tier a minus the tier a was Georgia Bama and then the tier a minus you have your Ohio State your Clemson Notre Dame was to start but not anymore they dropped off and I don't think 
I don't think they've taken a jump that Ohio State Clemson. I'm like, oh, they're a lot better than I've expected. They're about the same, but Georgia and Alabama have taken a step back. And now those four teams, I think are the best, but all of them, I have question marks and they're, they all have holes right now and they're all playing a little sus at times. So it, it makes it, it makes it interesting. Cause I don't know when I, when I think back to past seasons, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like I've never been everybody else. less sure about teams, if that makes sense. Like, there's usually, like, one or two teams that are, there's like, a little bit more clarity this year. Yeah, which I kind of like. But, I mean, as a Georgia fan, I don't like it in the same way. But as, as a fan of the sport, I kind of like how I can see, like, okay, well, we don't know what's going to happen. Whereas yeah. before, you're kind of like, <laughs> we knew it's going to be Georgia-Bama from week one. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, yeah, this year, maybe we're getting a little bit more parity, which is what people were complaining about and why we expanded the playoffs. But then you look at this year and maybe we won't have that issue, which is pretty ironic. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they're up there with the Bama, UGA, Ohio State tier yet, but I, they're obviously like the first team right below it, I think. I mean – it kind of came from, I mean, when they played Georgia Tech, DJ sucked again, and we're like, oh, here we go again. But he's been balling now. He's, like, he's definitely a Heisman contender right now, right? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I mean, you look at Bryce Young, and he had the game against Texas. So, yeah. I mean, it, I definitely think he's up there. And them, them, like, kind of winning in different ways now. But their secondary is kind of still looking a little trash, but definitely way better than the weight game. But with DJ kind of opens up a new door of or new realm of possibilities um, with them. If he's, if he's balling and still in the DJ that we saw during that COVID year, then they'll definitely uh, have a chance to win it all, to be particularly honest. And they're in the ACC, so they should still like run through everybody. I mean, I'm, there's not, I mean, NC State was as of right now looked like the biggest threat. And Wake Forest, I think those were the two yeah. toughest games. Yeah. yeah, and they won both of those. So definitely... Did they play Pittsburgh? I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. I mean, how they kind of flipped the script on that one. We'll see. We'll see if they're still about it. I mean, they, who knows? If they, but if they have one loss, if they lose one game, no way that they should like get in, right? Yeah. I mean, depending on what happens with everything else, but yeah, I agree. All right. The moment everybody's been waiting for. When Walker and I created the title of the last pod we made, Everybody Sus by UGA, I was low-key thinking, is this going to jinx UGA? And I thought, nah, probably not. Well, it kind of did because they put on a complete shit show against Missouri and they had to pull it out of their ass to get the damn job done. 26, 22, David, you and me were watching the first half of park tavern. Oh, you were there too. Yes. And then we all made the clutch decision to get the hell out of there before half. There's a six Oh podcast decision right there. Yeah. And it ended up being a good decision because UJ looked a lot better. Yeah, we out- um, outscored them what twenty to three in the second half. But like I said, how much of it six, is just but like they the outgained them like three hundred to one hundred too. So like, 
just basically just the thoughts of the game or, or how worried are we um, just about that? I mean, Missouri, let's not pretend like they're a good team. They haven't been, at least. They haven't showed it. Um, is, it just, is it just one of those little hiccups where, you know, everybody has a close game. Nobody's going to blow out every single team um, every single game the whole year. You know, you're going to have that one little sus game, especially on the road and SEC and everything. How worried are we? Just thoughts on the game and everything. Um, I guess Walker or David, you go. Oh, wow. okay. I'm worried. I'm going to say it. I'm worried. You know why? It's one thing. Scale one to happened. 10. What? How worried are you? Scale one to 10. Well. 10, I, you're I, hitting panic button. We're screwed. One where we're fine. I'm probably at a six. It's not too crazy, but I still have hope. But also, like, it's one thing if this happened this week, but, like, we've struggled the past three-ish, right? Probably two. Yeah. I mean, we didn't blow out Samford like we should have, and then Kent State, we didn't look great either. And I don't know. I'm starting to think that whatever these problems are, are, I don't think it's anything to do with our players, to be honest. And I don't want to call out coaching, you know, but I feel like it's got to be like, it's got to be scheming of some kind. Like our offense looks weird and it looks different right now. Are we holding back or something? Are we like not showing off all of our plays, which is what I would hope in I my feel head, like we say that. I feel like just at least on the forums, how long that, that, that? that everyone says that every damn year. Like when the offense isn't looking too great, they're like, are we holding back the plays? But it makes me wonder. I mean, I I don't know what's going on. It seems like our offense has the only way we can move the ball at this exact second because apparently we can't throw deep without A.D. Mitchell and we can't run the ball. So it seems like literally our only offense is throwing screens to Brock Bowers. And I'm like, that's not going to cut it. And throwing to Darnell Washington. Too. Yeah. But I, like I said, my, my dad texted me after the game and he said, a win's a win. And I said, no. <laughs> I said, I, I'm, I'm looking at the text messages right now and he's probably watching. So hi, dad. Um, I said, I'm concerned going forward. We have some solid teams on the schedule coming up. And he said, relax. And that's when I said, I'm not going to relax. And I said exactly what I said just a second ago. I was like, I, you could tell me to relax if I didn't see this for three weeks in a row. Yeah. And we got, we got Kentucky, what, Mississippi State and Tennessee coming up, maybe not in that order. But still, that's a gauntlet. And those are solid teams. We haven't really played anyone solid. Yeah, other than... Against those teams that you can't against Missouri. Well, exactly. And I'm like, you're <laughs> – I don't know if you go down at what whatever it was 16-3 at halftime or whatever like you might not come back against these other guys so I don't know I don't know what the problem is I feel like ugh, I can't put my finger on it but some something's wrong and I hope they figure it out another week of practice David so I'm definitely worried but it's, I think it's more of a mentality thing. It's, I, I don't want to chalk it up to the championship hangover. Everyone thinks, oh, we didn't have it because we blew out Oregon in the first game. No, I think this is it. I think after you blew out, after they blew out Oregon in the first game, then they felt even more confident and said, well, now we can walk into any game and 
do whatever we want and destroy any team. We just beat Oregon. They're probably the hardest team we're going to play all year at the time. Then I think that's where the hangover came. Then poor game. Then you have South Carolina. You go, okay, got to step up, probably got roasted. And then you beat South Carolina. And again, you're complacent thinking, oh, now we just got to play our game and we'll crush any team again. So then you play like crap against Stanford. And then you think, oh, we can get away with it. And then the Missouri game happens. So if you don't step it up against Auburn, the worriness factor is up to a nine or a 10. Right now it's at our six or a seven. But I think it's really mentality thing because I look at the first half of these games. I, like look at the second half of the Missouri game. We dominated. You play like that the whole game. We probably will win that. 35 to three or 30 their kicker was going crazy i'll give them 35 to nine if you play like we did in the in the in the second half but i think part of it is in the first half we think we can just walk into these games and we're bama and we can just do whatever we want it doesn't take effort so you got to drill into their heads that no you can't walk into any game and lose to anybody and that's why we shouldn't be the number one team because we don't have that championship mentality everybody thought we didn't have the hangover because we beat oregon game one I think that caused more of a hangover now. Interesting. The plays it's are there to be made. The screw- and also part of it, we only run the tight end sweep when we need it for some reason, either the first play of the game or when, whenever we need it, which is fine. But in the Missouri game, it should have been run early. We never ran it. The screens are fine. But use the tight ends because, honestly, we could just get away with using the tight ends the whole game and win it. But establish them early. Establish the domination standpoint early instead of just being complacent and walking into the game not we just need to wake up that's as clear as it, it, it is and if you can't wake up for a 330 game against Auburn then I'm officially worried yeah and you you brought up you brought up field goals and I wanted to bring that up too because I said it in the last pod like pod Lesney went four for four and I think Missouri kicker went five for five so good game for kickers okay but also why are we kicking four field goals you know what I mean like this is Missouri that four touchdowns and the whole whole game looks different so um, I don't know. I brought it up last week. For some reason, we are stalling when we get onto that side of the field, and I don't know what our offense is doing, but we got to like score some points. A little conservative once we get into the red zone, honestly. And I don't know if part of it is you don't trust Stetson to make the tight window throws, but also I'm like, you've got giant t- tight ends where it's not as tight of a window. Like the throw Stetson made, I think, on third down to contested to Darnell on the little wheel route. Just use that in the end zone. Like, why not use that at the 10 yard line instead of the 40? I agree. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm surprised neither of you talked about this, but the turnovers are the major killer. Well, yeah. Like, okay. With three, nothing against Missouri. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head what it was um, against Kent state. I mean, we had like three turnovers against Kent state as well. I don't know if they had four or not. Nothing, but if it was three, Oh, three, one, that's, that's the main thing. I feel like that's the biggest thing. If we're not getting turnovers, who's stepping up on defense and helping out the offense? I was saying that the whole time against in Missouri. Who, who's even Stetson? Who's going to step the fuck up and you know help other people out? Who's going to step up? Defense, help out the offense. The offense can't get it going. Go get a freaking pick. Get a sack. Help them out. Stetson, we can't run the game. The old lines getting their ass kicked. Make a play. Throw a dime ski, lad. AD's out fucking catch the ball for Pete's sake good lord man like it, it, it's crazy nobody's stepping up a uh, Jalen Carter gets hurt how about how about a uh, fucking st- stack house or whatever steps up or how about Keely how about you step up too you got beat a couple times against Missouri when last and Lassiter was sucking ass 
I mean, who's going to step up? That's the main thing. And I say turnovers too. I mean, that Kendall one was in, he had a big run, couldn't hang on the ball. I'm about sick of Kendall. I was very high coming in. I don't know if it's still the hamstring or what's going on with him, but Edwards might be our best back. I mean, I don't know. I forget if I said that last week. It's been said on the pod. Yeah, it's been said as of now. I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean, it's the counter out of the out of the shotgun that you run with Edwards, and he just reads it off the tackle every time and gets you five to ten. It's confirmed now. I mean, Kenny was hurt. Kenny ended up getting hurt, but still, at the end of the game, we were giving it to Edwards straight up, and he was making plays. Like step up, the old line was getting crushed. I mean, that too, and. And the thing about the red zone, yeah, it's the same thing against um, Sanford and Kent State. We would get to the red zone, but we couldn't finish drives. We couldn't get into the damn end zone. So hopefully AD and hopefully Arian coming back too will help because our receivers aren't that deep. I mean, Roseme right now is just a guy. Dom, he made some clutch plays, but he's still not the Dom as freshman year. McConkey obviously can't step up. I like how they actually threw the Darnell a couple more times because he can actually go up and get the ball. Brock's a goat, as always. Running game's a little sus. Our, our D-line, especially when Jalen Carter got that cheap shot on him that hurt his knee or his MCL or whatever it was, they couldn't step up. Nolan couldn't step up and get a sack when that one dude was rolling yeah, out. And... up in the fourth quarter. Get a sack! Get a sack. I want to – can they I rewind? They when they needed to. And the thing with stepping up, too, is I thought Stetson in the fourth quarter when we had to and the game was literally – It shouldn't, even be, it shouldn't even be in that step, scenario. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. Mean, step up before the fourth up the quarter. Whole game. I'm, saying step, you, I'm saying specifically you had a few players in that game when it was like, oh, crap, we're about to lose. Like Stetson had a great fourth quarter, but – he shouldn't have needed a great fourth quarter. That that's quarter. what I'm saying. But that's what Walker was saying, too. Is that going to be enough against Tennessee? Is mm-hmm. that going to be enough against Kentucky? Yeah, you can't start out Is like that. Is that going to be enough against, hell, Florida? Who fucking knows? Yeah, it's Florida. more about the starts than anything. I think you see it. It's not like the whole game these guys were playing like crap. I think it's more just you need to start the way you finish these games. Because mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like we're finished all these games relatively well by the end of it it's like okay they were close but you know we got it done but you've got to play that way in the first half what were you gonna say walker oh i i had two things i wanted to rewind just a little bit you went back to the offensive line and something that i noticed is that um at least in this last game in particular i don't know if you guys picked up on it we rotate our o-linemen like a lot and not only do they rotate they're like changing positions. You know what I mean? Like our left guard will move to left tackle or something. You're like, what are you like doing? It. I don't like that either. I don't like it either. It's based I think on matchups. It's based well, on also, matchups. But also offensive line is very much like a chemistry-based position group. And I know that we have so much depth and Kirby loves to rotate our guys. You can rotate receivers. You can rotate defensive linemen all you want. But to, to me, I feel like the offensive line needs to be a starting five unit and don't touch them. Maybe one that, guy. I think that could be one of the big issues. Yeah, well, to go on that, the reason we do it is because in the natty it worked. What happened is we originally had Sawyer out at left tackle and we moved him inside because we that was a halftime adjustment. That wasn't an every single play adjustment. I know, but I think part of it is we look at it and we say, okay, now we want to go matchup based. We don't think it matters, but it's so it's 
you don't have a guy like Jamari Sawyer who just stepped in at left tackle for the Chargers and did there the same go. damn thing. Wait, 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 no, I, I had to bring it up. I had to bring it up. But he's he's a unique player who can go and do that, and it's comfortable. Not every lineman is comfortable switching sides, switching positions, going from inside to outside. Plus, he needed a week of practice to do that. Like you said, they're flipping it like every drive, every play. So like said, it's, it's, it's just people something already I have noticed. A, people didn't I like our line the coach in the first place either, and this game didn't help at all. Uh, it's something oh, I noticed. Oh. I don't know if that's the issue, but that's just something that I saw with my eyes, and I was like, "Our line's getting destroyed, and they're they're playing mix and match." Like, well, hopefully, when if AD in. can come back um, this week or whenever he comes back, um, is he our only deep threat though? Because it seems we can't throw it deep unless he's on the field right now yeah. without picking. But hopefully, but hopefully, with the deep threat too, Arian. I mean, he's been traveling. He traveled to Missouri, dressed out against Kent State. I mean, that's excellent news um he, it means he's getting closer and closer so hopefully he can be that deep top end speed guy that can help us out hopefully he can get 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 on the field like soon because he could be a tremendous help and same with ad but david mentioned it too i'm sus but if we go back out there and just destroy auburn which we should this week i'm back to feeling okay because we got we got auburn then we got vandy Smack the shit out of both of them, get into the bye week, and I'll feel fine. Yeah, I, I feel like we're always better after the bye week. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case. We can get we can get through these two. I mean, let's be honest, bottom dwellers of the SEC, both at home. Fuck them up, get into the bye week, get to Florida, beat the shit out of them, and take off. I mean, then it'll be okay. But if we if we look sus against Auburn. Oh boy. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be on a 10. I'll be on a 10. If my we... thing about Auburn, at least Missouri's had a few like decent defensive performances, I guess. Not like horrible. Auburn gave up like 40 something to Penn State, who does not have a good offense. No. But... So even if our offense isn't good, like you should still be able to bring it at home. And that was on the road. Penn State was on the road. Yeah. So we, if there's an issue, then there's a major issue yeah hopefully we can get healthier too after the bye week with Jalen carter i mean carter probably won't come back until florida if i had to guess. I, I, if i had to guess too based on what he said why would you what if he's not playing this week why would you bring him back for vandy and then you have the bye week yeah so hopefully it's a little bump in the road but hopefully it's not a preview but yeah there's still a lot of stuff to work on i mean yeah, hopefully it's just as simple as AD with the offense. I mean, after that Stetson fumble on that little handoff where he tried to take it back, I thought 100% we were losing. I think it's more mental than anything. I don't think it's AD or any of that. I think it's just got to be smarter, got to play. I, I, hope, I hope it's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. I, I really I mean, do. We've seen it. We've seen it from the offense. It's just when they play perfect, you they drop 49 yeah. against Oregon. When they play like crap, they play like crap. Yeah. And I compared this team kind of to that 2018 team the year after the Natty L. Um, not that they were as good as them, but kind of like we, we need to lean towards the offense a little bit more. And, hey, they look pretty sus in, in that first half of the year. Remember, we didn't look good against Tennessee. We didn't uh, – I'm not answering your question. Um, little sus against Tennessee too, and and uh, lost LSU. But then after that bye week, the offense took off. So hopefully, hopefully it's just as simple as that. We can just smack these two teams and and uh, get into the bye week and everything. But 
let's move on after that quick rant to next week. Let's see. We can make our picks. All right. Noon game, Tennessee at LSU, Tennessee minus three. Any chance that LSU can shut shut everybody up? Because I'm seeing so much Tennessee hype that they're going to go 11-1 and one, and they're going to go to the SEC championship now and all this, and everyone's sucking them off and everything. I'm sick of it. Their defense can't stop shit. Can LSU make me happy? I don't think so. I think Tennessee will beat them. David? Upset alert. <gasps> oh. It's going to – I'm very close to saying LSU is going to win that game. I don't know if I'm close enough to saying they're going to win. Where is it? Is it in Tennessee or LSU? It's in, it's in Baton Rouge. Ooh. 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 Uh, give me LSU. Yeah. yeah, give me LSU. Gold Tigers, I'm with you. I'm sick of it. It's exactly Ooh. like Florida. And so I think everybody, everybody was sucking them off after the Utah win, and what did they do? They go suck. It happens every year. Every year it's, oh, Georgia's not winning the East this year. Every it, it, This team, Kentucky's winning it. Florida's winning it. Tennessee's winning it. it, it, it stop. I need it to stop. LSU's winning. Please do this. But they're not going 11-1. Their defense can't stop shit. And LSU's playing better since that Florida State win. And Florida State's not looking as bad as we thought they were. LSU's defense isn't the problem. It's their offense that's more of a problem. Yeah. Well, Tennessee's defense is terrible. Anthony Richardson sliced them. So that's all you need to know. I'm going LSU. Obviously, I think it'll be a close game. So it could go either way. I'm just picking LSU just for the hate of Tennessee. So how about this? We're game days going. TCU, Kansas. Did the dream go on for the Jayhawks? Absolutely. Oh, I'm riding with them. Is it in Lawrence? It is. Oh, TCU yeah. minus, TCU minus they seven. They have to win. Game day in Lawrence, they have to win. Once again, I, I kind of said I expect the dream to fizzle out. Like, I feel like they'll, like, rattle off three losses in a row, and then we won't talk about them anymore. But as of right now – the dream is still alive. And yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get this one, and then they rattle off those three losses. Exactly. That's yeah, what I'm I not, did. That's I'm just not gonna be a, I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer. I, uh, I want to be part of the fun. So I'm going to say Kansas as well. Um, I might go yeah. throw a unit on them. What? I might go throw a unit on Kansas. <laughs> unit? Yeah, we, unit? we can't talk about gambling on this. It's illegal. Yes, we can. No, it's illegal in Georgia. We can't talk about it. Fair. Okay. I think we know who we know is going to win with this game, but I'm just curious what you guys think. Georgia, Auburn, Georgia minus 30. Uh, just do, are we going to be happy about our lives after Saturday or are we going to want to kill ourselves? I would really like to think so, but also 30 is a lot when we not, have not, e- not even if they have to cover, they won by 28 or 24. I was just about to say, I think we're happy, but we don't cover. I think we win by 28. I think I was going to say maybe, 30. Yeah. 14 to what's 14 plus 28, 42. That sounds, that sounds like a decent score something like that. Hey, we've been kicking too many field goals for you to have a nice round number. Yeah, seriously. Hey, how about Hot Pod? You know, I'll give it to him. He, he kept us in the game last week. 
Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I don't want to be as confident because I was coming in so confident in Missouri that we're gonna, you know, oh, I'm gonna kill them and all this kind of stuff. Like after that Kent State kind of shit show and everything, but um, I'm gonna kind of agree with David. I will be happy, but they won't cover. The fact that Vegas still has it on thirty makes me feel. Yeah, well, the, I was surprised at that because it came out at like twenty eight, and I thought I thought that number was going to go down. Well, twenty twenty nine was Missouri Georgia to open too, and it come. And it I don't think I don't think it opened. I think it opened at twenty six, and then it went up to twenty nine, so it closed at twenty nine. But I, I was surprised that it ended up going up. Yeah, I was um, too. With that. But, I guess everyone's expecting the bounce back game to eventually happen. Well, but yeah, maybe. And if it doesn't, then you're sus. Yeah. Well, how about this? A big Pac-12 matchup: Utah, UCLA. UCLA five and zero. Oh. They just beat Washington last week. Utah minus three and a half. Um, do we think the five people at the UCLA game is going to make a difference? AK the crowd. No, but I think they're going to win anyway. Ooh. David. Yeah, I, to... I, say, I say they keep it going. I oh, wow. Go Utes. I'm going with no. Utah. Oh, oh, yeah. I, and Utah's looking ahead to USC next week, too. Yeah. Yeah, they got ne- they got USC next week. That is next week. Are they playing USC also? Yeah. So they got USC next week. No, I mean, are they, they playing USC yeah. also in uh, – Whatever, LA. On the road? No, they're at home against yeah. you. Yeah, they got them at uh, home. I was going to say, because if they were playing two games in a row in the Rose Bowl, just stay there, right? USC plays in the LA Coliseum. I, sorry. Okay. Boom. All right. Let's see. Um, see if there's any other interesting games. Um, Alabama, Texas A&M. Kind of already talked about it. Yeah. There's not really too many other crazy games I want to pick. Um, Someone's calling me, but Walker, you go on to the NFL. I'll be back in like two minutes. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know how to do this by myself. Just kidding. All right. We're moving on to NFL. We're going to do a little bit of a recap of what happened last week. First game, Cowboys-Giants. I refuse to talk about that. That's gross um yeah i think as you can flip on your tv oh never mind that was monday night of last week never mind thursday well, ooh, dolphins Bengals last week oh should we talk about the whole we have to so yeah big, big topic the the tua injury um yikes it doesn't look good right i saw lots of insensitive jokes about it but some of them were funny my favorite was that um what was it the nfl concussion protocol would have let jfk back into the parade is what i saw my favorite my favorite one i personally saw was when jj watt tweeted that he died and then came back to life and was still playing on sunday and it happened on thursday night that they put his heart back into rhythm and somebody commented and said, Dolphins would have had you under center on thir- Thursday night. That was the funniest one. Yeah, that's – it's bad. Listen, I I think it was pretty obvious. Even – I don't know. I, I'm not a doctor, obviously. But the week before, it, it appeared to have bonked his noggin, right? 
he probably had a concussion, I think. The way he stumbled after the play, like he was lights out for just a second. And I don't know. I'm back. To, to classify that as a – we're talking about – hey, Jordan. We're talking to we're, we're still on the first game. We're talking about the Tua incident. Oh, uh, Tua dying. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I think there is some sort of negligence or incompetence, whatever you want to say, that he was – even playing in that game to be honest potentially but then to have that to have what happened to him afterwards yeah or not afterwards but during that game that that was scary hey i'll say this you can't i don't know how you can see what happened the week before where he was like stumbling all over the place even if it wasn't a concussion and then have that happen five days four or five days later however happened and not like automatically connect the two Exactly. Right. So I was giving that I was the one giving them the benefit of the doubt originally when it happened, because the day before the NFL had finished their investigation saying that the Dolphins did everything right and whatever. And the doctors were all good. And they determined it was his ankle and his back was the reason like his ankle falling. It could have kind of made sense in that last game. Like, oh, my ankle, I kind of twisted it. And that's why I fell over for a second. Maybe if that's really what they concluded in the whole neurological thing. But then the second this happens, the NFL does their, the NFL PA does their investigation. And then a day after the doctor gets fired. Yeah, exactly. So something tells me the NFL's investigation was a little shitty. The, the, NF, the NFL doesn't really get the benefit of the doubt with the whole concussion thing. Yeah, so I think more questions need to be going to that NFL investigation. The hell were they doing? Because the NFL PA uh, steps up and the doctor's fired. So I don't think the NFL was asking very many questions, which we're not talking about either. Because I remember seeing literally the day before they were like, oh, they concluded everything's good. Apparently not. So I was the one saying like, oh, this is just a, a separate event. Like I was, because and I, I think it could be, it could be. Yeah, like it still could be. The way he hit his head, it's, it still could be completely unrelated. But not a good look that he, but not a, not a good could have had the, the whole scenario from the few days ago. And then you turn around on a Thursday night game, not even a week. That, that, that's the whole thing is just why it looks so bad. Well, also intertwine it with this game and this topic. Did you guys see Joe Burrow saying today, whatever, just part of the game. You tear ACLs, you have vet injuries. Like, okay. You know, that, he did, it didn't exactly sound like that. He, yeah, he was basically saying, we know it's part it's the game we play kind of thing. You know, you know, you're going to take that risk, like going in. And that's why you get paid millions of dollars to do it. Cause I mean, you know what you're getting into. You can tear an ACL at any moment. You can get a concussion. You can, whatever happens. I mean, yeah, you want to be safe and all that kind of stuff, but that's the risk you got to take, and that's also why they're getting paid millions of dollars kind of thing. You kind of know what you're getting well, into. Part of, part of the question, too, was with hey, and, I'll, and I'll say this. Ask any NFL player, former NFL player right now, who's, like, in their 50s or 60s, if they would change anything about, like, playing in the NFL or not. And I guarantee you, like, 95% of them would say no. Probably not, but the question was also posed like with Bridgewater having to go into the game after that and not playing him forever. That's kind of hard on him, and he was saying like, whatever, just part of the game is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, kind of like they're going to – they're obviously – they changed the rule today where like if you're even looking remotely like Tua looked in that last game. If you're like stumbling or whatever. And and all that. So they're obviously going to make rule changes. And like – You kind of have to. Like they've made – 
they've made progress. But like, if you have guys doing what Tua did once every four weeks, then NFL isn't really going to survive very long. So you know what it is. The NFL is a business and Roger Goodell hates the bad publicity. Now that's one thing he, whenever there's black, bad publicity, he knocks that, that shit out immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah enough, about, enough about that one two is not playing in this next week i i literally i think i told <laughs> someone during year. that game i think i told someone during the game i was like even if he gets cleared and he's ready to go next week you can't put him in simply like you said because of bad publicity i couldn't like, believe he, they flew him home he's not yeah they flew him home too and people were complaining about that yeah, I mean, people were complaining, but it was also the doctors that said he could fly home from the hospital. So I give him a little bit more credit there, but I thought that was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things like you have to trust a doctor, though. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know more than I do. So Yeah, but well, how yeah, much every, everyone thinks they got a doctor's degree, but it did the whole susness of the NFL. You know, yeah. you know what they do. They don't well, want to leave you. You don't think during that while he was in the blue tent, Tua was just trying to rush through, being like, "Hurry up, hurry up! I need to get yeah. back out there." Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Wasn't a great well, talking of that. He wasn't in the a- Andrew Whitworth in the post game because mm-hmm. they were talking about it. Uh, yeah, Jordan knows what I'm talking about. He was literally like, "Look, there were times where I hit my head, and I like whatever concussion test they give." He was like, "I know how to pass it." Even when I'm back. Well, up. what you do is you do shitty on them in the priest when you know you do the, the original test. You do shitty on it because you know they basically compare the test scores. So if you know if you got a concussion and you do just as shitty or like a little better, then you're good. But yeah, he he basically said like you can finesse the test and it's not that hard. Yeah. So, I don't know. Moving on, next topic. Um, we we kind of discussed it the uh the queen's the queen's majesty game the vikings and the saints oof ended with justin jefferson going over the top torching marshall is that his name marshall there are a couple Lattimore's i get them mixed up yeah torching Lattimore. by the way which i don't like that guy so i had to point that out torched him caught it right over vikings kick a field goal saints go on to get in field goal range and then Double doink number two, except this one wasn't in a playoff game. So, but still, the the Vikings and the Saints rivalries or whatever they're the they're all <laughs> this like the, this isn't this like the third time in a row they've played and like it's been a heartbreaking just like the worst. Yeah, yeah I didn't even think about that either. Remember, yeah. <laughs> it was the it was the Stefan Diggs, yeah, whatever and last the play of the game, Hail Mary. Well, those two no, were no, playoff games, though. Saints. The next one was they marched down the field and Kyle Rudolph caught a touchdown in the corner. Offensive P.I. It was the offensive P.I. game. And then this game, double doink. My God, I if you're a Saints fan, you just got to hate the Vikings. Like this, you can't even recover from that. Uh, hey, how about not the much to say how about, about the Saints? that one, Hey, that offense would look, <clears throat> would look pretty good and back in like 2014 with Andy Dalton, Mark Ingram, and landry out there <laughs> honestly yeah you're right you do have to give the kicker credit though because he would have been the first kicker in nfl history to hit 260 yarders in the first game in in one game and yeah. he hit the oh, yeah. 60 yarder to keep a minute right before that so just bad oh luck. yeah i forgot about that he he hit that field goal like with a minute left in the game or something and then mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i mean he basically he he you got one out of him so you can't be too mad i agree 
Um, next game. Who would have thought that one of the highest scoring games of all time, I think it was like in the top 20, would come from the Seahawks versus the Lions? Okay. Geno Smith the, and the, Jared Goff. And the Lions have the number one offense in the league. They and do. They have the For last defense. Yeah, and but then the Vikings. I mean, Geno Smith is like at the best QBR in the league, right? Or something like that. Yeah, he's like kind of going off. Maybe uh, Pete Carroll wasn't it, lying. It, yeah, was it all uh, was it all Russ's fault from the be- from the beginning? I think I saw sad that they haven't really given up too many sacks either. Was Russell Wilson carrying holding on to the ball too long? Or I've been seeing that narrative today. Before we say it, let's look at the Seahawks schedule. The Broncos. <laughs> I don't feel like pulling that up. Yeah, well, the Broncos, the Broncos who stink. The 49ers, he didn't play well. They lost. Don't remember who they played last week, but Falcons. They played the Falcons. Okay, well, there you go. And then he played Detroit, the worst defense maybe of all time. This this was a a cool stat I saw. I believe it said in – I I can't find it. It was something like in the top 20 highest scoring games – of all time in NFL history, three of them, Jared Goff was one of the quarterbacks. Really? <laughs> three, and if you want to further that stat, it's three of the top 16. Ah, there you go. Yeah, it was uh, somebody originally put a t- top 20 and then somebody corrected and said, actually, top 16. That's so wild. That, he owns almost, what, three divided by 16? What's that? Almost. Like a little over four. 20%. Almost 20% of all the highest scoring. Speaking of golf, he's thrown a whole bunch of touchdowns. Doesn't he have like, he might be. Probably has. I think he has the most in the NFL at this exact moment. He might. Golf back. Was he ever gone? That's the thing. Was he ever gone? Look at Matthew Stafford right now. The funniest part of the the people saying, does Sean McVay want golf back right now? Is he going to give up on Stafford? Or like Stafford's been a little garbo. Well, people are saying who actually won the trade. And I'm like, well, okay, the, the yeah, Rams I mean, got a Super Bowl. They won the trade. But also, it's kind of like, who's playing better right now? Because yeah, honestly, Goss Matt Stafford right now. Detroit got think, some picks out of it, too. I think Matt Stafford is only I, – I'd have to go look. I think he's only thrown like four touchdowns or he's something. Been terrible. The thing is, is now Detroit can go fix their defense with whatever top picks they have instead of go fix their quarterback position. You could do, and then if Jared Goff sucks next year, then you just get a quarterback the year after that one, and you'll probably be fine. I agree. I don't know. They, it's bright future there. I feel like they're doing right, well with we, the pieces. We were saying they it have. before. Like, they're they're on the right. They're going the right direction. It's just working. Be a playoff team in a few years. To, I mean, the thing is, is Dan Campbell a good enough coach to win you a Super Bowl? I don't know. My thing is, like, Dan Campbell's a defensive coach, and they've got the worst defense in the league. That's my one question mark. Yeah. I think I think it's – I don't know. I think with him, he, he's just a motivator. Like, he is. I mean, he's a he, he change the culture kind of guy. Yeah, which I feel like he – even though they're one in three, uh, which kind of sucks. They're competitive. Exactly, but, they're like, they – it's what he said. He's like, we're going to – we might be lying on the ground, but we're going to bite your kneecaps on the way up. So. They look like the exact same team as the end of last year they did. They just went from week 18 straight into week one exactly the same. Yeah. And it does kind of suck when you score 
they've had two games now, I think, where they've scored over 40 and lost. So oh that's God. rough. Or no, no, no. They lost to the e- – remember, they lost to the Eagles, and they put 38, and they yeah. still lost. Anyway, next game, uh, Jets-Steelers. Nothing too crazy came from this other than Zach Wilson made his return, and he, he looked ready. solid. Uh, well, what about uh, Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett. Uh, yeah, I was going to bring that up. And Kenny Pickett makes his debut and ends up throwing three picks. Even the uh, two of them weren't really his fault. Well, kind of. They bounced off people's hands or something. Yeah. And one was a Hail Mary. So you're going for the the whole. Anyway, I don't know. Is Kenny Pickett the move? Are we believers in him? You can, He has to be. They're He's offensive. The back on the not, not even with him starting the team. Like, is he going to be good? They gotta find out. Yeah, I mean, you think? I'll tell you from the from the knowledge that you have. That put in a prediction. I can't put after one game. I can't. I can say he didn't look. He looked good in the game, but they still lost to the Jets. So I mean, the thing is, three picks. One was the hail mary. One was a deep ball. He just went one on one. The corner made a good play. He's gonna do that every single time. Is what it is. And then the other one where it went off Friar Moose hands, but also he retreated backwards. It wasn't really a good throw, but. It's uh, I, I'd say he probably was good for one pick there, and he gave him a spark they needed. He looked good running the ball. That's what I was just about to say. A it's, a, it's a spark now because you, you were seeing during that Cleveland game all the receivers, George leading the charge of the revolt against Trubisky. The rookie, the rookie, the rookie. Maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be the spark. Yeah, and the other thing is picking <sighs> at 100 yards. How, how much how good you can see your quarterback is is how much better your receivers get. We all know how good George is, and he went from couldn't get the ball to – eight catches 106 yards or something like that so it shows Pickett's a better quarterback is he gonna win you a Super Bowl I mean maybe with Mike Tomlin and a good enough roster maybe a couple years too I mean yeah maybe like are they a playoff team now that he started no I'm gonna say no yeah I would agree The, the north is too tough yeah and I mean they still lost to the Jets and Zach Wilson looked decent he did look okay yeah the gritty um, okay, what's next? Giants, Bears. I'm not talking about that. Oh, game. Hey, Sorry. hey, Aziz with the sack fumble. And another thing that came out of the game. Mr. Fromm signed by the Giants. Oh, did he sign? I, I thought he just I worked he got out. Signed by the practice. Yeah, I think he got signed by the practice squad or their active roster or something. Why are we talking because about he's going to get cut next week because uh, Daniel Jones is hurt. But he'll make a crisp what 100k or something and then yeah, yeah. Bounce. Not a bad, not a bad by game. the way by wearing this jersey i do not agree with his thoughts on gun laws disclaimer okay um more racist well that was kind of what i was referencing oh and then another thing i sent it to jordan earlier today say what you want about pff i you know it's it's controversial pff has i believe the number one ranked or the number one highest graded player right now is Giants left tackle Andrew Thomas. And that's what I was saying. Everyone still boy. says he sucks. Everyone's just assuming he sucks because he was trash his rookie year. The past two years, he's been pretty good, right? He's been really good, yeah. Or he was injured last year, wasn't he? Or I, I think he, he came back for, I think, part of the year, and he was good yeah. when he played because his PFF grade was really good. PFF's really good for linemen. Other than that, it's eh. Like defensive line, offensive line, maybe corners you kind of look at, but it's kind of hard. 
but yeah, he's been, he's been really good. I keep seeing everybody saying the Giants line's horrible. Like everyone talks about Saquon and him being back and everyone's like, even behind this horrible Giants line, they have some spots that are bad, but their tackles are good. Evan Neal's looked fine at right yeah. tackle. I agree. Their, their line's not horrible. Um, yeah, so. Next game, Titans-Colts. Not much to say about this other than Colts are pitiful. Colts are awful. Actually, to rewind back on the last game, one question I want to bring up is Justin Fields. Any question marks about him yet? Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. and, and, and that's the Only thing Only question said. marks. There are yeah. no positives almost. Okay. Yeah. But it's all yeah. like the scheme. Like, they throw like 11 times a game. How much can he do? And that tells me he's nothing. I mean that that's honestly what it, that that's they don't trust what it tells me that he's not good. I mean that, that I mean does he have any weapons? Not really, but at least like good quarterbacks can mask, you know. Your man, I mean look at Herbert last week, three forty with it, just Mike Williams. I just saw that one coming. But <laughs> that that's what tells me like is there any? There's like no hope. Like and it's one of those situations. I mean we've talked about it before where a lot of it of where a quarterback goes is where, you know, where they go is how successful they can be. If Josh Allen was drafted by the Jaguars, do I think he would be good? I don't think so. And hell, look at Trevor Lawrence with shitty ass Urban Meyer. He was terrible. And then Doug Peterson, you know, he's looking pretty solid. I mean, if Justin Fields was drafted to a good situation, like if he was like drafted by the Steelers or something, maybe he would be better. I don't know. But them, them just not even passing the ball or anything, I'd say that's kind of concerning for his development, yeah. Well, like, the coach came in and was like, we're going to be a run-first team and all this. It's like, are they – like that's code for stop? my quarterback sucks. Yeah. I mean, next year's the year. I think Walker said they, they should have a lot of money next year for free agency. You guys, they need to spend it. They, they have the best. Yeah, they, have, they, they have no you draft. The Jaguars, you get a few receivers and everything, a few linemen on the offense and everything. Maybe, they, maybe, maybe that's it. I they mean, need like three receivers. They traded all of their draft. Like, the, yeah, they weren't in a position. They shouldn't. I know they needed a quarterback, but they weren't in a position to make that move. Like you, you, you weren't putting him in a successful situation. You make that move if I mean, I guess if Trey Lance got injured, but you make that move if you're the 49ers. Yeah, and you, you know you're with with Patty or something. Exactly. Like yeah, you you yeah. can do that. You can't trade three first round picks or whatever they did, and then there's nothing when they went and got Trubisky. That's when you can make that move. When they went and got Fields, now they just mm-hmm. chose the wrong guy. When they had like the best defense in the league, yeah, and you know, prime Khalil Mack. Yeah, they just chose the wrong time, and Khalil yeah. Mack is still in his prime. I don't think they chose the wrong time; they chose the wrong person because Mahomes was on the board. Next game, Titans Colts. I don't want to say much about this one other than Colts are pitiful and Colts then are Titans, really bad. Titans finally gave the ball to Derrick Henry. I mean, I guess they've been playing from behind, so you can't feed him, but they gave him 22 carries and he had some cashes. Well, Trevon Burks got hurt too, and now they even have their, their passing attack even worse now. Yeah. But damn, are the Colts bad? They're really Speaking, bad. This is kind of tying into another team, though, but Robert Woods was i i'm not looking at it but he was probably the lead pat pass catcher for the titans i saw someone say was was uh what was it was cutting robert woods and signing alan robinson the worst move of this offseason for the rams 
not great. Anything. Allen Robinson ain't doing nothing. But that's what I'm saying. And they like let him walk, and they thought they were getting an upgrade. Yeah, that mean might be. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't. I don't even know if Robert Woods is looking that great. I have no idea. He looks better than Allen Robinson. But yeah, he is looking better. The and worst he was move, familiar with the my head, maybe. I mean, Allen Robinson's been pretty garbage. And that's Allen Robinson doesn't even look like he's trying. No. Well, that's he, the thing with the got Rams. His money and he's out. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with the Rams too. I mean, getting Mayweather get a little head, but like, they only have Cooper Cup. I mean, that's why their offense is looking so trash. At least before they had Robert Woods. At least before they had Odell, who, you know, was getting it going at at the end of the year, but then ter- towards the end. And their running backs were playing better, and their line was better. I think part of the reason he can't get the ball to Allen Robinson is their line is atrocious. Stafford's got no time to throw the ball deep. I think they want Robinson to be the deep threat since Cooper Cup isn't the biggest deep threat of all time. And I think they have no time to throw deep. That's why Tyler Higby is getting 10 targets a game because he's got to do these short little check downs. Mm -hmm. Well, Colts suck, by the way. Yeah. Um, Next game. Let's go rapid fire and wrap this up. We're running, you know, a little over time right now. Next game, Chargers, Texans. David, I didn't watch this game. If you want to talk about it, you can. If not, we can move on to the next one. Yeah, I can summarize real quick. So the first half was the best first half of the Staley era. Exactly what you'd want after that embarrassment against the Jags. You'd want us to step up, absolutely look great. Herbert was firing all cylinders. The defense was making plays. Khalil Mack still in his prime, although Walker said he was in his prime six years ago, still there. He looked dominant. But – same old thing up, I think 24 to seven at half. And then you let them claw back in. You get one turnover offense got complacent. They didn't let Herbert throw down field. They didn't establish the run. They took Austin Eckler out and started putting in Sony, even though Eckler looked great because we wanted to keep him fresh. And we thought, Oh, we're up 27 to whatever got complacent. Let him get back into the game, few turnovers, but then close when you needed to close. And that's what I needed to see. You got Cleveland this week. So, and Jamari Sayer stepped in, stepped in, looked fantastic for Sean Slater. So that does look like a problem. The loss of Keenan Allen's the biggest loss we could have possibly had. And it's looking like it. We have Mike Williams, as good as he is, he isn't a separation receiver. And we've got nobody else that can create separation. Herbert's that good where it doesn't really matter. He's still through for 340, but you need Keenan back. Joey Bosa isn't going to look like the hugest loss of all time because Clomax so good on the other side but the run defense did look worse than it had. You got, luckily we got the, we got Cleveland this week who doesn't look that good. Then you got the Broncos, then I believe Seattle, then the Falcons. So need to start getting hot, need Keenan out. Hopefully you can reel off four wins there. And then you're right back in it with the Chiefs in the division. You're still in it right there with it. But if you can rattle off four in a row and get Herbert hot, which you looked fantastic in the last game, we should be fine. Fire Staley. Fire Staley if we do not – if we look like we did in the Jaguars game again. Yeah. Speaking of Jaguars, they're coming up in a second. Falcons beat the Browns. Let's go. It was exactly what I said. I said Nick Chubb's going to rush for 120 yards, and we're going to squeak away. It just, it's, it's classic Falcons right now. They're getting the wins, and they're going to end up getting the eighth pick again. Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to finish about – I think we'll get six or seven. I mean, the NFC South looks completely terrible. Bucks aren't looking about it. Well, I said that last week too. Yeah. Everyone they, said the Falcons they, had they, the they, worst they, roster, and I said they, we're not even the worst roster. Baker and the Panthers are complete 
garbage. Oh, oh we're better than the Panthers. That's what I said. They are better than the, they might be better than the Saints with all the injuries too. Better than the Saints right now. Yeah. Wow. Part of it though is the Falcons keep winning, but Mariota doesn't look good. So they're gonna have a pick where they kind of are gonna want a quarterback, but can't really get one. So are they gonna end up getting like a Will Levis? And that welcome to life as a Falcons fan. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the thing. I feel like I wish Mariota were playing better because then if they had that pick, they could go help other parts of their team. And then once they go and get that quarterback, they could be a little better. But Mariota's playing kind of trash. So you kind of have to go get a quarterback next draft. Yeah. Well, unless you want to try Ritter, I guess. But all good questions. I don't know what they're doing, but I, I don't know. Some. <laughs> It's so hard as a Falcons fan. I'm like, I want to see you win, but also I want a better draft pick. When we're Arthur Smith's system looks good, I'll say that. The run games, the whole blocking. But now Cordon Patterson's out now. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. even with it, like the holes were still, even when he got hurt, still looked like the run game was fine. Okay, this is too much Falcons talk. Commanders, Cowboys, I don't want to say anything about that game. I just... Super Rush, though, doing his job. QB, or, quickly, QB controversy. No, no, no. Okay. But, hey, Cooper Rush is doing his job, though. Doing I think Cooper Rush team. probably is going to make some money. Off yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's going to be the highest paid backup in a little bit. 100%. Hey, but he's um, doing his job. Get the wins. Jags, Eagles. This game is actually interesting. Eagles win 29 to 21. They're playing in the rain. So both offenses from kind of. There was a lot of running from the Eagles, which is what they're best at anyway. Uh, Miles, what's the name? Miles Sanders went off. Um, I thought Jags still they look solid. We said it last week. This game's gonna tell this. This game was gonna tell us more about the Jags than it did the Eagles. Yeah, Jags might be far and away the best. I mean, they they started. They started. They started the game with like a pick six to go yeah, up. Yeah, started up like fourteen. Like, will the Jags win a playoff game in the AFC? I don't know. Will they be in the playoffs? I think so. Yeah, I think I they'll win that too. division right now. Yeah. I, I I feel pretty good about that. I'll say it too. I don't feel as bad about the loss last week after I saw them compete with the Eagles. And on top of that, you're like it was in the Eagles' condition, rainy, wet, all that. You would think Eagles should blow them out. They run all day, and the Jags are kind of like Doug Peterson, a little bit of a finesse yeah, they, team. They hung they around. Were still fine. The defense looks pretty good. Their defense looks re- really good, and they're getting turnovers too. Yeah. I think that's the big thing is they're getting picks and fumbles and whatnot, and they just seem to be – How about Trayvon Walker, man? It just yeah, makes them well. Their front office were a little bit better. They would have never hired Urban. They would have had a little bit better of a free agency, and they'd probably be one of the better teams. De- Devin Lloyd, too. I don't want to take away from my boy Trayvon Walker, but Devin Lloyd was their other first-round pick, the linebacker out of – was he out of Utah, I think? Yes. And he looks fantastic. Yeah, he looks so good. He's the combo awesome. of those two, I mean, those might be – you know, and you got Josh first... Allen there, too. Uh, defense oh, yeah. with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too I mean... much Jack's talk. Um, ooh, Bills-Ravens. Bills come back or crawl their way back. They had a sus offensive performance, but then ended up sneaking away with that win. Yeah, Ravens that, took that one. That's a playoff That's a playoff game right there. I so. agree. I agree. Those are the probably the top two MVP candidates between Allen and, and uh, Lamar right now. Yeah, and I, I think the Bills probably needed that win too, especially yeah, after losing to Miami. If they would have lost two heartbreakers in a row, that could have spiraled them a little well, bit. Well, a lot 
of a lot of their narrative too has been they either blow teams out or they lose. So they needed a close win to kind of just yeah. push that narrative out of there. They need a damn running game though. You can't be running Josh, Josh Allen all the time. Yeah, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be beat up. I don't care how big he is. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. And uh, I just feel like that's something you just gotta go do it in free agency. Like just go, I don't know. I don't know who's available. Part of it's their scheme, though. I, like, a lot of it is just, like, those running backs are good enough where if you committed to the run and, like, you had a good enough run blocking up front, you'd probably be fine. But I think there's just times where they're just like, yeah, whatever. Jo- we know Josh Allen's going to get it done. Why even care? But how long is that sustainable? You get one Super Bowl out of them and then he dies? <laughs> they're just trying to get the one and get over. Get yeah, over the, the bill. They'll be happy. That's fair. Um. Next game, Cardinals-Panthers, the battle of the two former number one overall picks. Battle of the mid. From Oklahoma. And this was the worst game of all time. Yeah, mid-off. Yeah, Panthers are terrible. Cardinals are Cardinals are winning their division. They maybe have a chance of the wild card. They're not winning their division, and the Panthers stink. uh, I I did want to – first of all, damn, do they need DeAndre Hopkins back. One. Two – a lot of Kyler slander lately. A lot of Kyler. Do you see Shady really? McCoy? Do you see Shady McCoy, what he said? No. He said it either earlier this week or last week, but he said he was he said Kyler's like trash. He said oh, wow. he said he's only good on the off script when he only has to run away like an elementary schooler, and that's not like sustainable or anything. That's the only like that's the why only- do you think? Because he doesn't he doesn't know how to read a defense. Yeah. I kind of agree. I, I, I kind of agree too. I'm on the he's a little. Overrated. I mean, I wouldn't say he's trash. Ironically, Shady's on the TV right now that I'm watching, but um, I wouldn't say he's trash. But I do agree. I think he's been so athletic for his entire life. Like you think in high school they were having him read a defense? Yeah. No. Even Oklahoma. Yeah. Exactly. Like with Oklahoma, I think Lincoln just makes it so simple that it makes it easy on quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree, but. Yeah, the, the Cardinals, it, it, Cliff Kingsbury's gone after this year, honestly. At least he should be. Oh, they, they just extended him. Did they just extend him? Yeah. The Why the hell they do that? Yeah, well, that was I'm pretty stupid. true. Him and, the, him and Kyler. Well, that was stupid. And the They're GM. Just, the Cardinals were trying to get ahead on the wave of the Sean McVay young coach offensive guy, and they just picked the, the wrong guy with on that wave. But, damn, like. I, if I was a Cardinals fan, I'd be so pissed that they extended him. I would want him gone, honestly. I'm do you think sure he's a package deal with Kyler? Before that. Maybe he is a package deal with Kyler. I don't know. Kyler's got to stop playing the COD. It's not even out yet. Okay. Well, oh, um, by the way, we're talking about it again. I want to say it again. Baker's trash. You're terrible. Okay. Uh, next game, Raiders-Broncos. We have a couple more. Let's Let's pound through them. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll quickly on the AFC West battle, the Broncos needed a game that they should have lost because there's no way they should have the record that they have the way they've been playing, but they've had easy ass teams they played and it pisses me off. They have the same record as the Chargers. So I'm glad, I'm glad I, I hate to see the Raiders win. Glad they won. Both those teams aren't very good. No, I agree. The Broncos and then Javante Williams getting hurt too now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh That's yeah. Man. Sure. And the game tonight between the Colts and the Broncos, it's like tonight. two disappointments. Yeah. Both running backs, both best players, both running backs out Thursday yeah. night on prime time. This yeah. game's going to be the Broncos awesome. and, and their head coach. Oh, he's a he fool. be gone after this year. Honestly, he's a fool. 
Could, could he be gone after this year? I think I think he's Russ approved, so I don't think he will be. But then also part like- of it is like, I was kind of starting to think Russ was going downhill last year. I'm officially about to say if he, I'm going to wait until Monday night football next week. So I don't jinx it, but I think he might not be very good. Maybe might be a little washed. Or do you think he's still learning the new scheme? Yeah. Well, who do you think it's more on though? uh, The head coach or Russ, who are you putting more of the blame on? the head coach because it just looks like a disaster but you don't think part of it was after the seattle disaster russ came in and said i want all say on yeah, the no i agree it's not a good look for russ especially with gino balling right yeah now. because yeah. he said i want more say and then he got went to a team and now that he has more say it looks like a disaster and then gino Heard. looks right so i don't know part of it part of the funny thing about the whole seattle russ dynamic is they literally fixed the offensive line the thing russ had been complaining about for years the second he left yeah. Well, they drafted two rookies. They got Charles Cross and I forget another guy. Yeah, Yeah, he's been really good. good. They got a franchise left tackle. And apparently they drafted another guy a little later on. I don't remember who he is, but whoever's playing right tackle for him, I think, is also good. And he's a rookie. And they're like, where was this? Anyway, next game. Ew. Uh, Packers-Patriots. Packers win 27-24 in overtime. (sighs) Packers look weird. So did that, the yeah, that wasn't great. I mean, good for them that a win's a win in the NFL more so than in college. I feel like that's been like three weeks in a row for the Packers. You're like, like yeah, a win's a win, but that didn't yeah. look pretty. Yeah. Look at the Packers' schedule. They might not be very good either. They be, barely beat the Patriots with a third-string quarterback most of the game. They got crushed by the Vikings. A rookie third-string quarterback. Yeah, they got crushed by the Vikings. They played the Bears, I think, who are terrible. Yeah. And then one other, who was the one other? Bucks. Game? I don't the Bucks yeah. with no receivers. Yeah, I I agree. They they look a little sus too. I mean, I mean Tom Brady said it today. I mean he said it today. They asked him like, with the amount of two and two teams, what do you think about like the parody in the NFL? And he basically said everybody sucks. No, his quote was, "There's a lot of bad football." Yeah, do you agree with that? I kind of do. I kind of do sloppy. too. Teams look sloppy. Yeah, I don't I, think I, I don't think anyone has showed me that they're above and beyond everyone else. Like the only team I can be the bills, but like the bills, like they lost last week, even, you know, I know, but also, and then they barely won this week. They had to crawl back. They were playing two good. And then you can't say the chiefs. They just lost the shitty ass Colts. I still think but they still look like great. That's the thing. I mean, mean, don't get me wrong, but I mean, it's just like, yeah, there's a lot of shitty teams out right now. But Speaking I think of- the narratives that's going to start getting pushed is since COVID, players have been saying, "Oh, we don't need all these workouts and all these practices and stuff like that." Well, the hitting too. You can't. You can't hit as much. I think the narrative will become, "Oh, there's not enough practice." Yeah, and, and there's not enough hitting either. I think you can't hit in the little training camps or whatever. Part, but there's another narrative going on where you don't want as many hits because of concussions. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just have seven on seven football before we know it flag football like the pro ball this year yeah we haven't even talked about the pro bowl changes but we can do that and we'll talk year. about that when we get to the pro bowl yeah uh <laughs> chiefs buccaneers patty getting his revenge yeah so that was a signature patty performance right there he was fantastic that little throw he had where he was about to run a little when he was in the corner his little three he does yeah. like a 360 and you're just like what even is that you He's don't amazing it's he, the second it's the second he rolled out and that first guy missed the sack that you're like, well, he's about to score a touchdown here. Yeah, no, he's like insane. You always know. 
I mean, you could tell that was just you could tell that was kind of a game. He was not losing. No, not at all. I mean, he, they they went up early him. fast. Like it was like 14-0. Like oh yeah, and he was he blinked because I think what did they get a turnover early and then pregame? Yeah, acting cool. Um. And then Monday Night Football, 49ers-Rams. 49ers beat Rams convincingly. They looked like they were in control the entire game, too. Um, I think the 49ers right now, I think they're going to win that division. Yeah, well, I mean, we already kind of talked about the Rams earlier, so we could just talk about how good the 49ers – the 49ers, I don't know how good they would have been with Trey Lance, but they're really good. They're better than last year with Jimmy G this year because that yeah. defense looks – really good and they got a few guys hurt too trent williams or whatever his name is um Elijah Mitchell, trent williams and jimmy ward their safeties hurt yeah. what i think is crazy about the niners is i don't know i think when most people on admittedly including myself think about the 49ers i i don't honestly put them in the tier of like the upper echelon of nfl teams but like they're deep they have and, they've been in the nfc championship like what Three it's out of the past well, four they years. Don't have or a face like of the team. I mean, I guess Debo's the closest of like that face of the of the team. But other than that, I mean, it's it's kind of a, a work of effort from everybody. But they um, keep making runs in the playoffs too, yeah. and you're kind of like they have good teams. They have a good roster. Yeah, I mean, their whole roster is just they I, they they have. I, you could argue they have the best roster in the NFL. It's just it's interesting to me to think about because I don't know. I feel like I don't put them like. I don't put them up with the super teams, but if you were if you were to solely go look at, you know, um, I don't know, like the NFC championships or Super Bowls in the last like 10 years, you'd be like, oh my God, like they were in the remaining Bible. four teams like every year. You would think that they would have a dynasty or something. Yeah, yeah, like if Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers decided they wanted to go to those teams back in the day, then they oh they we would have been in trouble because I don't think there was any way of beating that team because I I think I don't think Jimmy G's bad but I think if you had somebody elite at that position they'd never lose because that defense keeps them in every single game their run their run games unbelievable their receivers are really good and their lines great so did you guys see Bobby Wagner blow up that fan that was running the field? And that then the fan's then, trying to sue him. Of course he is. He Not sue him. He tried to file a police report. He wants him in prison. He wants an assault. Of course. It's San Francisco. Of course he's going to yeah. sue. Fucking idiot. Well, I mean. Wait. Classic. He probably did it hoping he'd get decked by a football player so he could do a police report. It's, it's probably just for some stupid shit like PETA or something. I don't know. But I don't know how that's – I don't know how – that's illegal because he was trespassing, but whatever. I don't think anything's going to happen. I, so, I think maybe his. Well, Bobby Wagner his... can just hire a far better lawyer than that guy, and he'll be okay. Or yeah, just... but I, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be just fine. But he could also be like, you know, the bodyguard should have been the one to detain me, not. Well, he couldn't. You were running away player. from him. Then you That's could say, well, you were true. running away from him. So then I, I saw I saw a joke or maybe not a joke that uh, Bobby Wagner tried harder to tackle that guy than he did when he got like stiff armed by Debo on that touchdown play. Yeah. That was him letting his anger out because of that, probably. Honestly. All right. Um we're already running long, and honestly, the slate for next week NFL doesn't look that amazing. Monday Night Football, Chiefs, Raiders, Sunday Night Football, Bengals, Ravens. That's a good game. That's it for the pod, though. Yeah, say, let's run it out. This was a long-ass episode. Sheesh. Yeah, that's why I was trying to, like, I'm like, we need to stop. <laughs> yeah.
any uh, ending remarks? Uh, go dogs. I don't know. David. Ooh, also, Tom Brady has definitely had plastic surgery. Yes, he has. Also, David, they can't see you unless you're talking because it only... That's a good point. <laughs> David was fading away. Any uh, remarks, David? Thanks for having me again. And go 6-0 podcast, go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> go. All right. Okay. Uh, that'll be it. You know what to do, like the video, subscribe. Ooh, if you made it this far, comment whether you think Tom Brady has had plastic surgery or not. That. The um, answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is yeah. But yeah, but let's see what the people have to say. Make it more um, specific. Has he had it on his butt? <laughs> yeah, did he? Yeah, did he move it from his butt too? Yeah, but all right, that'll be it. Uh, Till next time. Peace.